Yo, 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 what is good, everybody? Welcome back to Mount Draftmore. The core four, well, core three of the core four are back in the building, back in the war room, ready to draft yet again. Matt, Dylan, and I, Benjamin, are joined by Chase. Chase wanted a redemption because he came off that last podcast like... Man, I felt like I didn't bring any energy, and that was weak. And gotta, I was like, yeah. "Gotta bring the heat, boss." <laughs> so well, he, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to bring more energy. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Gotta, gotta bring a little more energy. He's trying to redeem himself. Today we will be drafting Marvel villains. We need to roll this biz. Riggedy, roll it. Chase, you can roll first. And he rolls <laughs> right between a one, two, and a three. So let's let's write the range down, right? Let's have a range roll. Why not? Two plus or minus. <laughs> it's dramatic. It's dramatic. Here you go, Dylan. Two plus or minus one. <laughs> okay, I'm rolling. On the rear. Come on, baby. It wraps around the cord. It stops at three. Oh my god! Wow. What are the ch- what? Wow. Okay. All right. I'm gonna roll this dice right here, right now. Yeah. Eight. And eight. Going yeah, on? really high rollers today. All right, looks like Ben's got a first. Don't say that. <laughs> that doesn't. <laughs> Four. Oh come on! I don't want the first pick in this one. <laughs> you want to <laughs> trade? You want to trade? Yeah, you can. Yeah, I'll trade with you. Oh, I know uh, who he's picking. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, well, I'm gonna take that first pick with number eight. Matt will be second with number four. Dylan. Coming in at number three. Mm. And Chase, you've got the... Well, actually, Chase, you rolled a one through three. So I feel like that's a harder thing to roll than a three. Do you want to add all those together and have a six? Do you want to make a combination of the numbers? What do you want? Do you want that wraparound? Yeah, I'll take the wraparound. I'll take the fourth pick. Chase is going to take the wraparound. It's a good position to be in. I like it. (sighs) That's a power move. We've never rolled a triple on the dice. But that'll do. That's a first, yeah. That'll do, pig. That'll do. That'll do. Round one. That's right, round one. I got the first pick. Ooh, we, and you know what? I'm going to pick a character who, if you're listening to this thinking, ooh, Marvel, MCU, MCU villains, that's not the case in this pick. This guy has been depicted poorly in a couple movies, but if we're talking Marvel villains and we're talking all Marvel villains, Dr. Doom, mm. he's number one. He's, he's the baddest of the bad. He's what Batman would be if Batman was an asshole Bad Egotist, <laughs> like bad guy. <laughs> but he's just like Batman. He's brilliant. He's wealthy as hell, hell. Wealthy as hell. He's got that scientific mind, that analytical mind. And he always want he wants to he wants to flex his superiority on the Fantastic Forks. He's like, hey, Reed Richards, you ain't shit. I'm smarter than you. I'm boy. smarter than you. And I'm gonna take your girl and I'm gonna beat up your little your little fire boy and your rock man. All right? <laughs> the rock man. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Doom's such a badass. He's Dude, so vicious. He sacrifices his wife. Throat. He sacrifices his wife for like extra magical powers, and then his armor is made of his wife's skin. Oh like, my god! How brutal is that? Dude, this guy's Dude, he, bad. he has one of the baddest names. Doctor Doom. Doom. Yep. doom. Like, what's he yeah. gonna do? He's gonna bring some doom. Not yeah. even Batman has magic. He's got magic. Chase, you were talking about earlier how. He has mag- he was doing magic that Doctor Strange can't even do. Yeah, like Doctor Strange was teaching Doctor Doom some magic and then Doctor Doom just started doing magic like like just like like stuff like in like in Doctor Strange when he starts doing stuff that the ancient one can't do and he's like, Oh, like 
holy crap, like that's like advanced sorcery. Like he blew the socks off of Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange is the He's new the Sorcerer into- Supreme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good pick. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Next level. He has not gotten the cinematic depiction that he deserves. Agreed. Nice. Got to take him, Doctor Doom. Victor Von Doom. Badass. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll do him justice. Marvel, the MCU sort of has a villain issue, I think. Like I mean, a little bit. I don't but know. But they're, they're reabsorbing a lot of like non, the properties that were sold off, they're reacquiring them and they're going to do them right. Like they're going to reboot Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it'll be please, a good depiction. Please. So one can hope. One can hope. All good right, pick man. though. All right. My pick, first round, I'm going to go with, uh, similarly, he's only been depicted in the cinemas once, and it was kind of, but the character's badass, and that's Apocalypse. He is the original mutant. He's the one that first has the the mutant gene, right, way back in, like, the old days of ancient Egypt. And on top of that, his mutation is the most badass, and he just he absorbs other mutants' powers. How badass is that? If you're gonna like be a villain, all right, you got super strength. I will take your super strength from you, and then I will continue to live for eternity because I keep absorbing other mutants' powers, and I always got a badass squad who are ride or die with me, and I enhance their powers on top of that. In the movie, yeah. Depiction wasn't great, right? When we were talking about what one was that? It, it was X Men Apocalypse. It wasn't the best, but the actual villain character is badass. Apocalypse is incredibly badass. He's ancient. He absorbs powers, and he is a genocidal maniac that believes in eradicating all life that's non mutant. So he's out. He's just a crazy man that wants to live forever and keep getting more powerful and more powerful and more powerful. And the X Men run into issues in that. Yeah, he'll, he's Mr. Steal Your Powers. Straight up. Fascist. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got some definitely, like, homicidal, you know, like, ethnic cleansing kind of th- vibes going on. But he is, I mean, if you're talking about a villain, there you go. <laughs> there you there go. There you go. <laughs> he's, he's a maniac. Dylan, who you got for your first pick? Uh, since we're going down the route of, like, kind of poor depictions in the MCU. I'm going to go that route as well with Malekith. Excuse me. Poorly depicted in the MCU. Like his character, they stripped him of everything that was interesting in the comics. In the comics, dude, Malekith is psycho. Like, and he'll laugh about it. Like, he will kill people all day long for the sheer fun of it and then laugh afterwards. Um, He's such a, it's, I don't know. He's so interesting. Um, he clearly just wants to, like, watch the world burn as he conquers shit. Um, and, you know, maybe that, that's for a variety of reasons. Uh, like, maybe he lost his mind during his vast imprisonment, or maybe he was already crazy before that. But, um, yeah, super fun villain to read about in the comics. I just wish that depiction in the MCU had been better. I hope that someday they can like do a redemption for him. But I kind of doubt it since, you know, we're like Thor, the dark world already came and went. Um, I just wonder like, where did that go wrong? Cause again, in the comics, he's so cool. Um, anyway. Yeah. Malekith. So, uh, in case you don't know, leader of the dark elves, uh, mm-hmm. super vicious. Malekith. Isn't he Loki's dad too? 
No, that's no, no. that's the <laughs> blue ice giant guy. Blue ice giant. Yeah. Right on, Malekith. Didn't expect that to go first round. Interesting pick. I mean, good pick, but unexpected <laughs> for sure. Damn. <laughs> I mean, he is powerful. Like, don't get me wrong. Just like, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody that uh, I feel like everybody knows. He's probably uh, has probably one of the best rivalries, in my opinion, in uh, in Marvel comics, and that is Magneto, um, best friend of Charles Xavier. You know, turned leader of the Brotherhood of Mutants. Also on that apocalypse vibe of you know like mutant life over human life, um, and building a rebellion, but also just like. Also, I don't know, like, trying to embrace being a mutant, like, I feel like that, like, his development, like, cinematically, I think has been great. They did him right the first time, like, in the original X-Men movies, I think he was great. And then when he got the reboot in First Class and Days of Future Past, I think he was also fantastic. And then you can go back to the 90s X-Men cartoon, he's a great villain there. Um, I think he's just an overall really good villain i mean he controls all metal things like that's pretty badass um, yeah exactly like there's a lot of metal i mean like he's an instant shutdown to like the x-men's greatest weapon wolverine like you know what i mean yeah. like or colossus like boom like, yeah that's right, there's like, metal yeah. everywhere well there's yeah, metal exactly. there's like the whole like iron in your blood yeah like he could get that out of you and like kill you instantly yeah Plus, uh, like, I mean, talk about, like, deep backstories, you know, like, oh, Holocaust survivor. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like, damn, tragic, man. Totally tragic. Yeah, I mean, I think in first class when, like, he uh, shoots his mom, uh, what's his name? Uh, the villain, Kevin Bacon, in first class. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he, like, absorbs energy. Yeah, he's, like, a nuclear guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking on what the is name. He? That, that movie's one of my favorites. It's so good. Sebastian mm. something. I can't find his last name. Uh, yeah, it's not popping up. Well, anyway. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. This guy. That guy. Nazi that guy. dude. Yeah. yeah. Bad guy. Rocking. Ooh. <laughs> Welcome. They're like, what a transition that yeah. was. <laughs> that guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Chilling with Dylan. Well, Dylan facts. Dylan. Ch- we're coming in. Yeah. We're, we're getting we're some, facts in the lounge lounge. some facts. Yeah, it's it's this it's, is amazing uh, race style. We came in here with the envelope, like, what are the facts? <laughs> Give me the facts. <laughs> Give us the facts. Uh okay. Did you know that there is actually a frog in the Marvel universe with the power of Thor? Frog Thor. Frog Thor. <laughs> Thor, Thor right. frog. For all frog of you who don't Thor. follow the comics, there there he there he is. Uh, okay, how about this? What year was the first Marvel comic published? Oh, Stan Lee. Old. He's old. He was. <laughs> was he ninety nine when he f- passed away? Something is old. Nineties. Different, different trivia question. <laughs> like so, like how long ago was that? Like nineteen sixty three. Nineteen fifty nine. I'll go nineteen sixty. 1939. Jeez, 20 years before. Wow. Wowza. No one won on that one. Uh, Okay, how many 
like individual comics as Marvel released. Like not like you know you're buying this not the same copy, but like like um, specific editions. Ten. I don't even know what a good number is. No, that's that's a like million. Ten k. Uh, it's gotta uh, be way more than ten k. Hundred million. What closest? Thirty two thousand different Marvel comics. Wait, like oh. is that different titles? Yeah, like different titles. Oh, oh see, I was oh, thinking did I? Like, I was thinking like issues yeah. of, oh. epi- of like so like how many Spider Man were there? There were seven hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it ended. Then yeah. they did Spectacular Spider Man. Anyways. Thirty two That's what I thought you still, meant. Still, that's crazy. It's a lot of different t- titles though. That's nuts. Uh okay. And finally, in addition to, you know, other stuff, Marvel published a different genre. Of comic from 1945-1965. What genre was it? Different. It was genre. horror. Horror. It's one of them. Comedy. Mystery. Romance. Oh. Romance. They actually oh. co- they they published some romance. Mm. Yeah, at the mm. time, I think Spicy. people. I think <laughs> after World War II, people needed a little loving. Mm. They need a little lusting in the comics. Also. Uh, I know, like, a question. I don't know if you want to answer. So, if Marvel's in 1939, when did the first Superman comic come out then? Because those, those, those are, it's also in the 30s, too, sometime. Uh, 1938. Oh, okay. So, that train was starting to roll late 30s. Marvel was in the 30s for real? Didn't know that. Yeah. 1939 with, uh, Mar- who is it, Martin Goodman? Um, and Human Torch and Submariner were some of the first featured. Yeah, according to the internet. So Namor. Yeah, we need some Namor. Namor. Alrighty. Well, thanks for the facts, Dylan. The we're going to leave the lounge. We got them onto the second round. Round two. Chase, you're up again. What do you got? I think that this is a really tough pick. Like I didn't think that it was going to be, but. Shoot, I think that I'm gonna keep like my trend of just like iconic duos, um, but also my team is gonna be a team that I think would be Sinister Six esque, as in like they'd be a good team up. Mm. So I think uh, my next pick is gonna be Venom. Nice. Uh, he is an alien symbiote that uh, first attaches to Peter Parker and creates Black Spider Man. Very badass version of Spider-Man. I think that uh, he looks very nice in black and white, but, I mean, the original red and blue looks good as well. But then he uh, combines with Eddie Brock when Peter Parker is able to separate himself from the symbiote. And then it's just this, like, rivalry between Venom, like, wanting to get back at Spider-Man and knowing him and knowing who his identity, like, as the symbiote. And so does Eddie Brock. And it's like they share this, like, inner battle of, like, hating Peter Parker and hating <laughs> Spider-Man at the same time. Like, it's just, like, it's like a duo rivalry that, like, combines for, like, this ultimate evil and, like, hate towards Spider-Man. And he's also badass. Like, I think that the new Venom movie kind of showed the potential of how badass... Against just like when he was like uh, like just tearing apart that SWAT team, I was like, yeah, that's no problem for Venom. Like he's just that badass, and it's like it just it didn't seem like that. I feel like from the Tobey Maguire Venom, it was just like, 
okay, he's kind of scary, but, like, seeing how powerful, like, the new Venom is in the Sony universe is pretty cool. Dude, he's spawned Mm -hmm. the MCU emo Peter Parker. (laughs) Yeah, right? Oh, when he's walking down the street. (laughs) Oh, my God. No more pizza time. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't talk about that. Venom, that's a good pick. Venom. You son of a bitch. I was hoping I would get him (laughs) on the wraparound. And he's got personality, too. Not many villains are actually kind of, like, funny. Oh, yeah, I do. He's very Deadpool-like. Yeah. I like the uh, the split personality yeah. conversation that was happening between Eddie Brock and Venom in the new Venom movie. I think that was great. And then the one time where he like came out and they were actually having a conversation, it was like, wow, like <laughs> it's crazy because that's what's going on all the time in his head. Like wow. I can't imagine. Must be awful. Can I eat him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember being terrified of Venom as a kid. I was horrified of him. I mean, he's. He's sort of scary looking. Oh, for sure. He's, he's so cool. Big ass buff Spider-Man. He's <laughs> huge. He's yeah. ripped. Does dude, he, he's massive. He's got that he's long like, ass tongue. Dude. He's and like, I love that like he uses like himself to like as webs. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah shoots like, it out the top of his hand. Yeah. <laughs> Does he actually eat people as well? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. In the new one, he just straight up eats that dude that's like been like <laughs> mugging his friend that works at the convenience store or owns that convenience store. Wow. Just yeah. So does Eddie Brock still need to eat? Spoiler alert. Does that go for this? Oh, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Venom yet, like it came out like three years ago. (laughs) No, way more. What year did Venom come out? Like a year or two ago. Yeah, like he says a year or two ago. You're like 2017. That's four years ago. (laughs) Our listeners know that we spoil everything. (laughs) Yeah, if you listen to the Mount Draft more, expect some spoilers. Yeah. Nice. Great pick. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, okay, on 2018. to 2018. Close. Oh, close. okay. Three years ago. Wow, damn. Time goes by. Didn't I quick. say three years ago? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, I'm going with... Uh, actually, it's another Spider-Man villain. Because Spider-Man has some of the coolest villains, actually. Yes. Going with Doc Ock, because I love his backstory. Dr. Octopus. Um, first of all, his suit Dr. is Octavius. super cool. He's a, actually a heart pick, because I love Doc Ock. Um, I love his whole suit. The goggles, the arms. Every derivation of it is super cool. He can walk with the arms. I think that's cool. He can grab things and destroy them. I think that's cool. Um, they think on their own, and they impart some sort of evil... I don't know, like uh, evil influence on his mind, or there's some sort of influence there going uh, going on with the arms. Um, and then his backstory, again, I mean, he he was trying to do good in the world before the arms came along. So I it feels, you know, kind of like a tragic character a little bit. Peter definitely wants to help Doc Ock in every confrontation. Um and I think especially their relationship was developed very well in the most recent Spider-Man video game for those who have played it. Um, I highly recommend just for that character development alone. It's so good. Um, you know, two very close people obviously torn apart. Uh, so, yeah, I love I love Doc Ock. I think he's iconic, looks cool, and is powerful, and he's brilliant. Uh, kind of got all the, you know, best things going on. Heck yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that, like, him, like, his love for knowledge and Peter's love for knowledge is, like, 
two in the same and like that's the connection that they share like mm-hmm. is like science and then it's like Otto wanted to use his arms for science like he wanted to like advance the world and like help mm-hmm. people and it's just like his creation like corrupted him because he was impatient yeah he also had a bit of hubris too and that was part of his downfall yep good pick Matt you're up all right, my next pick, I am going to go with the goddess of death, Hela. I mean, she's got a, literally a pact with death that allows her to like claim souls. She can raise an army of the dead if she wants to. She, I mean, how many villains in the Marvel Universe can call themselves the god or goddess of death? I mean, that just, that, that, that's badass in name alone. But on top of that, she's pretty much one of the strongest Asgardians. I mean, she kicks Thor's ass, <laughs> kicks everybody's ass in Asgard. She, if it, with one single touch, she can kill any mortal. She has a death touch. And on top of that, again, she can raise an army of the dead because she's got, like, a nice setup with death. Right? She, she is the ruler of the Asgardian hell. Right? She controls that, and she's so powerful that Thor has to, like, recruit some of the most ultimate power in the galaxy to defeat her ass because she fundamentally... Eh, kind of destroys Asgard. So, incredibly badass. Yeah. Like, kind of the, the castaway sibling amongst the uh, the royals in Asgard of the gods. And, I mean, she comes back with a vengeance. With a vengeance. So, Hela, of course. Got you, Hela. Man, Hela, okay. It's a good pick. But I feel like I just won this draft. I'm calling my shot right now. Holy I only have shit. one pick right now. It's Doctor Doom. But I feel like after these next two and my last one, I'm gonna get the sleeper I want after seeing y'all who y'all pick. Sorry, Matt, to take away from your Hella pick. Hella, <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Good pick. Real quick, do you think Hella could beat Thanos in the MCU, the MCU version? I think it'd be hell of a battle. Like if he had all the Infinity Stones, most definitely. But yeah. like she just has so much power and like. Yeah, like it it'd be like I mean like Hella took on Thor, Loki, Hulk, <laughs> Cork, like like her dog took on Hulk. Yeah. Like her dog. Like, <laughs> like you've got a she dog. She has an army of the dead. Yeah. yeah. Like it took Surtur. Mm-hmm. Like combined with the Eternal it, Flame. Yeah, and exactly. Asgard got he, fucking destroyed in in as like in the process. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um, so it it, it depends. Know. It depends. I mean, she can kick his ass. Without I, think the that, I think that's easily. a long argument to get into because of how the battle would play out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, but a good question. Yeah. <laughs> She's powerful, though. There you go. With my second pick, it doesn't matter which order I take these two because I'm going to get them both. Hey, yeah, I'm going to go with the Phoenix Force, Jean Grey, Phoenix, the Phoenix, Dark Phoenix, the most powerful being in the universe, like. When they're combined, I mean, Jean Grey is already the most powerful mutant on all of Earth. And then combined with that Phoenix Force, she'd lay waste to galaxies, bro. She would kick Thanos' ass in half a second. Boop, he's a raisin. Yeah. Squish. (laughs) And I mean... (laughs) Yeah. No, go for it. Uh, No, I think just as a story in the X-Men, like, storyline, like, the Dark Phoenix, like, people think that, like, the Infinity, like, storyline, like is great and it's like oh like that's a great storyline but it's like in the marvel like universe like i think like comic books included like the dark phoenix arc like it just sucks that the cinematic version was so rushed because they were trying to compete with like the marvel cinematic universe they were trying to get this big story but it's like they rushed it there were so many different things that needed to play out slowly 
and like happen over like a multiple film like saga because it's just such a good story and it just got like rushed and she's like just watching her turn from Jean Grey to like the Phoenix and just like how corrupt she becomes and like trying to fight it I think it's one of like the best in like Marvel lore dude she's powerful I mean they tried to make it twice yeah, like it's yeah. such a great story, and yeah. it's so yeah. important to to X Men. And it, if she murks Cyclops, that's just like it's it's one of the toughest things because it's like she just loses control, mm-hmm. and it's like she like in most stories, like I know in like the cinematic one, like she had like this weird like thing for Wolverine, but it's like typically it's her and Cyclops. Poor poor Scott yeah. lovers, yeah, <laughs> Scott Summers, man. Poor just, Scott Summers, <laughs> he gets toasted first typically by the <laughs> Phoenix. Wow. Well, maybe Marvel will. I don't know. We'll see what they do with X Men now, but someday, know. someday they'll get to it. Yeah, they'll I get mean, to it, and they'll do it right, probably. Doctor Strange, multiverse, multiverse. It's coming. Ooh. It's coming. It will happen. They will be introduced. That's so exciting. Hell yeah! Well, that is the last pick of the second round, y'all. <laughs> Which means it's halftime. All right, y'all. So for our halftime today, we are actually going to do a little commentary, another roundtable. This time, we're going to be focused on the flip side. We were talking about the best Marvel villains. Well, how about we talk about the worst depictions of Marvel villains in the movies? Because, quite frankly, we've seen some 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 stinkers. All right, some real bad ones. Yep. Some ones that honestly are not doing these villains justice. So, Spider-Man Three, Sandman. Garbage. Oh. You think, no, I, I beg to differ. I beg to differ. I think that Okay, he, Venom, garbage. Okay, Venom's worth <laughs> I, I think They're both the, garbage. The, one thing to defend Sandman, I think they did his story right. They told his story of, like, his battle between, like, him trying to provide money for his daughter. Like, I just think that that's a great depiction of Sandman, but, like, he, the way he looked and, like, the way he fought was okay, but I think, like, his story as a human was good. Uh, can I say also a human villain, uh, Colonel Stryker, has been terrible in Bad. every single X Men movie and Wolverine spinoff. They've not Why done do that. They always justice. change him. I mean, he was decent in X Two. Like, yeah, the original X Men trilogy, he was all right because that was like Brian. He's in, uh, he's in all sorts of stuff, but he that's that's a good actor. Yeah, though. yeah, but he's been terrible ever since. And that's such a compelling character. Like, his relationship with Wolverine. Yeah, he, important. Cr- he created, you know, his... Yeah. Weapon X. <sighs> Weapon X, and then, then they, they made Deadpool, and then they sewed his mouth shut. <laughs> so, I guess, worst depictions going off of that Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool, yep. like, when they've that, like, or Weapon XI or whatever the fuck that was. Oh, in, dude, uh, that was awful. In X-Men Origins Wolverine with the double, like, single blades. Like, if that, that was the closest thing. Well, I mean, th- we had Deadpool kind of at the beginning with regular Ryan Reynolds. And then they're like, oh, well, we're going to make him, like, mainly what this guy looks like. And it was like, and they, like gelled it's like all like shiny yeah. like, and then they made the joke they right. finally shut you up huh wade like let's take away yeah, ryan like, reynolds oh. superpower which is just being a funny goofball yeah they, right uh, <laughs> yeah dude just being a, somebody that loved deadpool i was like that's that they, they he was cool at the beginning when he did the whole sword shit i was like oh, yeah. that is sick as fuck and then it was just like what is this makes it really glad that deadpool got made Deadpool oh, right. yeah. oh. can't wait for three uh talking about bad villains like i said earlier malikif sucks in the mcu he's awful he is just like a melodramatic 
I don't even know. He it, has like no lines. He he doesn't get to like describe himself like or yeah. like be a character. It's just like he's actions with like mumbling like evil dark elf mm-hmm. shit and that's it. He just wakes up and starts doing shit. It's so fucking weird. And then just to play off that a little bit. I don't know. Maybe this works actually for Guardians of the Galaxy, but I thought Ronan was a bit of a cheese fest. Maybe, maybe <laughs> he's maybe, a bit of a cheese fest. He's a little cheese fest. <laughs> maybe it works well with Guardians, but um, he remind. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I'll, that's all I'll say. I, I I agree with you. I you know I think there's more that could be done. Could have been done with Ronan. I agree. It was kind of like, all right, guy, you're kind of playing second fiddle. You know, you're not really being that unique right now. He's, he's, he whines at, at Thanos like an adolescent. Yeah, or, he's a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> he sucks. Yeah, for someone that's, what, it's supposed to be Ronan the Destroyer, right? <laughs> yeah. Not, not Ronan the Temper Tantrum Thrower. Ronan the little uh-huh. bitch. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I have to say Ben's number one pick, Dr. Doom, has been depicted Okay, at best in the first Fantastic Four, terribly in the second reboot. I think that that was a great uh, Fantastic Four movie. I think that like the development of like them actually going to the alternate dimension for the first time, rather than it being some space storm. <laughs> yeah, they or, got their uh, powers through a space storm. Yeah, it just like hit them in the face. Like I liked them going to the alternate dimension for the first time, and I thought that Reed Richards and Ben's relationship was pretty cool. Like, he just kind of got, like, dragged into, like, going with them the first time, and then he came back, and then, like, Reed had to leave him because, like, and then, but then they just left Victor there, and then Victor came back, and he looked like a Power Ranger villain at best. (laughs) 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 And, like, he just, and, like, what were those powers? Like, he just had become, like, one with the planet, and then he could just, like, control electricity and, like, shoot laser beams and, and, (laughs) and, like, had his mask, like, Forced to like his face and just look. He, like, he looked like a, a store brand Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the cheap like the cheap like two dollar one that was definitely made in China. It's called Metal Guy. It's called Man Iron. <laughs> yeah, and he looked he looked like he had been like lit on fire and just like burned like like a like a toy like a plastic toy and it. it was Sid just, got a hold of him. It was it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But anyways, it was a good movie with a terrible depiction of Doctor Doom is what I'm trying to say. And what other bad villains are there? Man, that that's that's a lot of them. I mean, the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. I oh, feel like that was so meant to be, wasn't it? Oh, cringe. It's so it's just, bad. The yeah. way they set it up, you're like, oh, okay. Maybe it's real. Maybe yeah, it's real. Yeah, dude, in the trailers, like when they were just blowing down Iron Man's house, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> what the hell? Like, that's where Iron Man lives. Like, Bye bye, Iron Man's house. Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, oh, I'm just an actor. I'm just an actor. <laughs> I'm Simon. <laughs> it's just, yeah, that, that was Cheesy. pretty bad. It, pretty bad. Just leave Mandarin out of it if you're not going to do it right. Yeah, just leave like. Leave it out of it. Iron Man three isn't the best MCU movie. Yeah, I have no. feeling. I, have, I sometimes I have weird feelings about uh, Ivan Vanko's depiction in Iron Man two. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. I but, don't know. It it makes it just feels not totally right. He, he, he's also very silent. He's not a very talkative character. He doesn't get to like develop himself. Like really, exp- bird, get me my bird. Yeah, like that's all he wants. Like that's like that's his biggest arc, really. Is yeah. is getting yeah. his bird, and then he makes, and then the next step is then he makes robots that he can't put humans in. He's like, like where where does the human go, Ivan? And he's like, 
whatever bird. robot better yeah, 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 yeah. robot better with and, my yeah, bird and, and that and then he fights him at the end with war machine and th- and that's iron man 2 in like 3 seconds approximately yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that movie's trash yeah, yeah. who's bad guy in hulk abomination uh, the, the only significant was movie pretty good is introduction of yeah, black widow and introduction of war machine that's mm. it mm-hmm. the ex-wife that's like the funniest joke in the whole thing like when he's got like the missile and then he uses it at the end and it does jack shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just makes aim look. I so feel cool. like uh, this wasn't necessarily a bad depiction, but it's one that left something desired, and that was Zemo. Like, I feel like oh. they should have done more with Zemo. I, I feel like Zemo was just a I little like Zemo. footnote. I, I think. It, mm. Like it's not bad, I but I just it building, left something to be desired. I think he's building. I think he yeah. like I think he has the because like I think in like the new like Falcon and Winter Soldier, he was like like borderline like trying to like be good, but he was like always the most evil person there. Yeah, yeah. Like he had the most evil agenda. He had like the most yeah, like, bad intentions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. he was drawing the most like solid lines between like this is what we should do, like because this is the way that things need to be done. Mm-hmm. He was pushing his own agenda. He's a brutal I, realist. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. All right. Those are, those are yeah. pretty good. Pretty good list. Pretty nice. good list. All right. We'll we'll get back into this draft real quick. Quick recap. Dylan, you want to do the recap? Yeah. Ben coming in hot with Doctor Doom and Phoenix Force. Uh. Matt. Apocalypse and Hella. Not not an uh, you know not a unpowerful team. Uh, that's I could have said that better. They could have said that way better. Yeah, <laughs> Not yeah, I, I, I meant it really they've, well. I've got a lot of power. I promise. Uh, d- myself, I'm coming in with Malekith and Doc Ock, and then Chase, Magneto, and Venom. Mm. Round three. Mm-mm-mm. Third pick. Back in the day, last last summer when we were rolling in the van and we were doing this, this was one of those topics that came up. And it was on my team, and I thought, this is a home run. I still think it's a home run. It's the only carryover from that day. The Red Hulk. Oh. The Red Hulk. The Red Hulk. Please enlighten us. What's the gener- What's the general's name who hates Bruce Banner and hates Iron Man, and he's in charge of this Soviet Accord? Well, oh, Sokovia Accords. Because uh, who, who? Ross? Yeah. yeah Thunderbolt Ross. Ross. Oh, yeah, he Thunderbolt keeps Ross. failing yeah. upwards. That's Ross's father. Dude, yeah. Who keeps he, putting that guy in power? Secretary Sorry. of State. Dude, <laughs> yeah. this guy becomes the Red Hulk. He's he's stronger than Hulk. He uh, he one-ups the Hulk. He flexes on him. And he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I don't even know what more I could say. Like, it's just, yo, you know Thunderbolt Ross? You know how he's an asshole? Imagine him souped up as a Red Hulk who's just <laughs> super pissed off, super strong, <laughs> flexing on all the Avengers. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to put together my own team, my own team of the Thunderbolts. Here I am, Red Gun Show. If we were doing a draft of Marvel heroes, the Hulk would get drafted. So I feel like for villains, Red Hulk has to get drafted. Yeah. It's no brainer. So I was like, that's a layup. Matt, you can take it away. All right. Uh, Well, with my next pick, I am going to go with Ego, the Living Planet. Hmm. So... Ego is a celestial, right? He's been around forever, and he's another cosmic madman, right? He has planet-level abilities, and 
By what I mean is that he can make an entire planet of himself. He can for- create himself into any projection he wants. He can manipulate matter, right? He can transport himself across the galaxy in an instant. And then what does he do on top of that? He's like, you know, I got my own ideas about how the universe should look. It should look like me and all my image. His sole objective is to recreate the universe in his own image. So he plants himself, little <laughs> seeds of himself, in every single planet he's ever been to. And then on top of that, the guy goes a step further, and he, like, finds himself a lover and tries to find a child. But his, his intentions are not pure. He does not want the child just to have a companion, but he wants a battery to continue his conquest of the universe to reshape it in his image. This guy is beyond bananas and bonkers, and he's got the ultimate power of a celestial being, right? And everything he does is for himself, hence the ego part of it. So he is a madman solely focused on himself. He does not want it. He really doesn't want anybody else in the universe except for himself. So he's solely driven on himself that and incredibly powerful. Uh, and also the mood depiction is hilarious because Kurt Russell is amazing. And that whole dynamic between Star-Lord and Ego, definitely a great part of that entire movie. It's just that back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, the comedic but actiony. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with Ego, the living planet. Kurt I, Russell has been acting for so long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, right. He was so acting, great. He was acting back when Disney, when Walt Disney was alive, and Disney was, like, drawn to him. He was like, ooh, that guy's going to be a star. Wow. For real? For real. Oh, I just, no reason to lie. Yep. No, I just, it's for real. shocking. I never, that's wild. Back in the 60s, he was wow. like, this guy is Kurt Russell. Because he was Bing, he be Bing Russell's son. <laughs> So he had connections. Like his dad was like a really famous actor. I love him in Big Trouble in Little China. That's one of my one of my dad's favorite movies. It's it, a fantastic. That's so good. Film. <laughs> it's a fantastic film. It is. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. You it, sure? Yeah, I mean that's where uh, Raiden from Mortal Kombat comes from. It's from the lightning dude in Big Trouble Little China. Oh that's where God. the whole concept of that comes from. Wow! Isn't that? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. dope. Look at that. My antagonizing of you. Resulted in a fact. Knowledge. Love it. Bam. Dylan, it's your pick. I'm going with uh, Galactus. Great pick. Uh, um, I love... I, I've been drawn to Galactus. Um, well, really, since I started reading the uh, recent editions of the Thor comics, there's this awesome battle between old Thor... where like Old Thor is Thor after everyone else is dead, pretty much. Earth is dead. The Avengers are all dead for thousands of years, and old Thor is just left over kind of wallowing in in his misery and uh and he's trying to save earth from getting consumed by galactus galactus for those who don't know is a cosmic like entity that travels around consuming worlds in order to live um and so him and galactus duke it out and kind of fight to a draw um and and that's how powerful galactus is i mean old thor is one of the most powerful beings in the universe at that point and and him and Galactus pretty much fight to a draw. Um, this dude is so powerful. And just like the visualizations, Google it. Um, Google Galactus. Because when him and Old Thor are fighting, he's sh- shrouded in uh, almost like cosmic dust or aura. You know, it's really fantastical. Um, the visualizations and the drawings are so good. And especially in these recent... Uh, Thor comics. Um, so, yeah, I've got to go Galact- with Galactus. Also, he he sends um, heralds to the worlds that he's going to consume. So one of his heralds was 
a Silver Surfer, right? Um, who is another really famous Marvel villain, and then not villain, I guess. Um, but yeah, so. poor depiction there too. Yeah, poor, yeah, depiction. poor depiction. Not much oh, character bo- development. Both of them. Yeah. Poorly depicted. Yeah. So yeah, Galactus. Nice. Nice. Man, I'm torn between two right now. Well, guess what? You get two picks. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna. Yeah, I guess my first pick. Your third pick. My uh, oh yeah, my well my first of the two last picks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good save. <laughs> I think that's where my head was at. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Ultron. Um. In the comics, created by uh, Hank Pym, uh, created by Bruce Banner and Iron Man in the MCU, uh, Vibranium, Madman. I think that, uh, you know, it shows a lot of power when he, uh, in some storylines, murders the entire Avengers and leaves only Hulk to stand. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that that's a lot of power. I mean, I feel like they did a good job of depicting him in the MCU. I just wish that he had more than a one movie arc. Like I, I think that's tough when they do that to MCU MCU villains. I think the same thing happened to Ego. Just like mm-hmm. a one movie arc is just tough. Like you don't get to like see how powerful they are, like them be in the scheme of like the big picture, the big story. Um but yeah, I just I think that he's a badass character. Like he's very evil, like very smart um, I mean, like, he basically can take control of all of technology, like, all over Earth and basically create a giant extension of himself, like, in own, like his own network that embodies, <laughs> like, if he took over every satellite on Earth and every cell phone tower and everything right away, like, he would instantly take, take over, I mean, technology is everywhere, like, I mean, he could take over overseas, no problem. And just, he'd be in, like, I mean, like, you you want to, yeah, I feel like that he's just, like, if you need tech support on your villain <laughs> squad, Ultron <laughs> is your key into everything. Like, he's going to tap in and help you. He'll also be, like, ass. the, like, the madman, like, voice of reason. Like, if you're having second doubts about wiping out or, like, you oh. know, con- conducting genocide, he'd be, like, look what humans have done. Yeah. yeah. Look what they've done. Yeah, give, give technology a shot. Like, look yeah. at me. Look at how advanced I am. He'll look give you perspective. Powerful. Yeah, I will, uh, yeah, show you what perfection is. Because he's this. Because he doesn't have a soul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a computer. <laughs> he's a cold-blooded killer. He gets to decide what right and wrong is on his own. Yeah, and he, yeah. he's he's so versed because he's learned of all of human history that he's like, what's the point? He just has they just like, destroy themselves. He knows it all. Yeah, yeah. He knows too much that he's like mm-hmm. his perspective is so broad that it's like human life is like ah whatever. Like you, you're you're some dude working on the street. You're an accountant. Like you tried. Boop. You're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Brutal. All right. Good third one. Good third pick. That's a good pick. Yeah, it is. You better wrap it up. You better wrap it up. Wrap up that section. Chase, it's your turn. You have something. You have some trivia. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. This one is an interesting Marvel trivia, but I guess it goes along with the villains. But uh, does anybody know what uh, Marvel Illustrator created? A what probably debatably the greatest 
DC villain, Darkseid? I don't feel so good. I don't know. I, I have no, no clue. Yeah. The illustrator, Jack Kirby. Really? Oh. oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. I forgot. I just, yes, please tell us yes, more. Yes, so basically, like, when Jack Kirby was having, like, difficulty uh, illustrating for Marvel, he went over uh, to DC where he basically got more influence to decide on what they wanted to create and he basically created the old gods and the new gods creating dark side and that whole storyline and i think that like right now like as far as like animated like villains go like dark side like in like their last i don't know exactly what the film title is but it like it's all on like hbo like all that whole like movie animated the arc. No, oh. no, it's all the animated, and it ends with this great battle with uh, Dark Side, and it's evil. It's like I don't know. They're all on HBO Plus. Go out and watch them. But Check Dark 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 Side is dope in that. So yeah, so that was my biggest uh, trivia question. Nice. Um, but my second trivia question. Darkseid is a dope DC villain. Dude, he was always my he's favorite. Super, he's super dope. Way better than the Snyder Cut. Oh, yeah. Way, way better. better. Yes. The, the theatrical release sucked. Oh, sucked. Yeah. Dude, the Snyder Cut was so good. It was so good. The DC just needs to do all their shit in a show format. They, yeah. yeah. Like HBO series, six to eight episodes a season. Do like four seasons. See where it goes. Marvel, I mean, Disney and Marvel are proving that you can do it. Oh, yeah. See, they don't even need to do it like that. Like, oh. don't watch. DC does not need to watch Marvel. Like, I get it. They're kind of competing. But also, they're kind of not. Like, people who like comic books and like superheroes, they're going to consume both. Yeah. This isn't Nike and Adidas. People aren't like, only Marvel. I'm not fucking with Batman. <laughs> no, you <laughs> like, like Batman. Shut, shut the shut fuck up. up. You like Batman. Everybody likes Batman. Dude, everybody likes Batman. Yeah, I think that he's probably the most loved DC character, like, by far, at least in, like, the modern era. If you Christian, were, if you were ranking... Cri well, Christian Bale's, like, trilogy, like, I think, like, he solidified, like, Batman, like... That's that's the best superhero trilogy of all time. It yeah. is. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's so it's, good. It's Agreed. so fucking good. Hyper-realistic. Like, yeah. you, if you had to isolate, like, ooh, what's the best superhero, like, yeah, three-movie combo? Because you can't say, like... What's the best superhero movie arc? Like, I, I would even say, like, that that three-movie Batman is... They do more in that. It takes Marvel 23 movies to do what Mar what DC did with three with Batman. Dude, and mm -hmm. you know it's good because they still left questions at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so, I still got questions. They pulled the Sopranos, fill in the blanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> so good. All right, I guess I'll give one more good trivia question. Excellent. Can anybody name the six of the Sinister Six? Ooh, okay, so right, I guess Ben. Do we first. get to work? Do we get to work together? Yeah, Okay, because well, yeah. I know Doctor Octopus. But how many guesses do you get? I don't know. <laughs> can we, can we, let's let's, let's work together to get all six. Green Goblin. Green Goblin. Doc Ock. Vulture's in there. Vulture. So uh, is uh, God. Um, Craven the Hunter. Craven the Hunter. You have three of them right now. Craven. Shocker. Is Shocker in there? Mysterio's in there. Mysterio? You, so have, you have four of them. You have Dr. Octopus, Vulture, Mysterio, and Craven. Is Green Goblin in it? Nope. Wow. Really? Surprising. No. 
Okay. Hold Hobgoblin? On. Hold on. No, the goblins are going to be... Those are going to be moot. Hmm. They have all been de- depicted in a movie. Every All six of them. Oh. Oh, no, except for... like Or the ones that are left. The two that are left. Hmm. The two that are left have been depicted in a movie. Okay. Well, okay, Spider-Man. so who was all, who was all depicted... In those uh, movies, Shocker was, Scorpion was, but we didn't see Scorpion in his costume. What about the oh, Rhino? The Rhino? Nope. No. Sandman. Yep. Okay. And Electro. Yep. Oh, there you go. There's the six. Oh, we did it. Teamwork. You got, you got Doc Ock, <laughs> Vulture, Electro, Mysterio, Sandman, and Craven the Hunter. Yeah, wow. I thought Which Shocker I hope, I think they might have casted Craven for something. Dude, cool. Craven I'm is so hoping, badass. I, I, I like Craven. He is a wild super man. dope, super dope villain. He's also kind of like a nice guy, though. Yeah. Yeah. He just cares about his lady. Dude, he's kind of like Deadpool. Yeah. Another weird, like, he's a bad guy, but sometimes he's not a bad guy. And he teams it's up kinda with Spider-Man like, It's kind of like the Punisher. Like, Punisher, bad guy to Spider-Man. You could you could draft him as a bad guy. But he's, he's also... He's an anti-hero. Yeah. Yeah. But so is Venom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I would say that, you know, the Punisher's hero career, like, as a villain, like... Uh, he's like, a merc. You gotta look yeah. him up in the comics. He's he's I, d- d- yes, but I understand how much he murdered. We come in for Spider Man, bro. All right, all right, okay. It's your pick. Hold up. Round four. Okay, it's your pick. Go for it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with uh, like Thor's like most iconic enemy, and that's Loki. Um, very powerful Asgardian, you know. Trickster, like the most ultimate trickster, I'd say, in all of Marvel. Like, just out for a ploy all the time. Like, he's not only going to, you know, try and take your cake, but he's going to try and do it in a way that is entertaining to him. And uh, I just feel like he, he's just like a good char- like a good villain when it comes to, like, taking down Thor. Like, he just does he doesn't, like, just, like, do, like do it in a way that would be like efficient either like he like he has his own way of like going around and doing more than he has to to try and be funny and defeat thor in in a way that would entertain him because that's just like who he is and i feel like he just like makes thor like run around and chase him and and just uses like thor's like ambition and like desire to just smash things and like that's why he uses all his illusions and things to try and like out outsmart Thor when Thor is just like all power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not as much thinking, more smashing. <laughs> 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 so true. Yeah, so my final pick is Loki. Loki is so fun to watch when he spoiler gets killed by Thanos. I I was upset even though Thor or Loki, sorry, has commuted committed like Straight up human atrocities um, <laughs> against the people of New York City and others as well. Uh, he is legit not a good dude. Um, but you know what? Like, he dabbles in the light side, so it's okay. I can forgive him. You know, I he, 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 uh, I don't think he exists in a binary fashion of like he's good or bad. He's just kind of in between. You know, he's more on the bad side, but he's not fully bad, though. You know, like he, he has his moments. He can be persuaded to do the occasional good thing. Yeah, like he's going to protect Asgard. Yeah. Like He'll always he, come back to Thor. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of insuff- inseparable. 
Like, I, I feel like that was a good connection in, like, Thor Ragnarok between Loki and Thor. It was like, we have to protect our home. Like, our dad, our mom, they're both gone. Like, we're all that's left. It's like, it doesn't matter with whether or not one of us is in charge of the other as king of Asgard. It doesn't matter. Like, if we don't fight now, like, Asgard's going to be lost. And I just, I feel like that was, like, a great, like, team up for sure. Yeah. And the growth was real, too. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. From when you first meet Loki to, like, his last moments, completely a different character. Oh, yeah. Um, yep, it's your turn, Dylan. Okay, going for it. Um, I'm kind of torn, but uh, between two different X-Men villains here. Uh, so I'm just going to go with the my, my gut on this one. And I'm going with Mystique. I think, first of all, she's iconic, partially due to the movies. I think the movies have made her iconic because she plays such a fundamental role in them, although I know she's played a fundamental role in the com- uh, in like the comics as well. But um, she's such a badass, you know? I mean, she's smart. She's uh, Magneto's number two. Um, and she can shapeshift. And... It, I mean, dude, she narks people straight up. Just by <laughs> so tough. <laughs> yeah, she's a badass. She is. She can take down almost anyone with her like martial abilities. She's mm-hmm. actually. T- she doesn't need the shape shifting. It's just another element in her toolbox. Um. So, I don't know. I love Mystique. Uh, I don't know how she walks around without like, you know. Clo- more clothes. I think I would get cold if I was her. Maybe she doesn't get cold. I don't know um, what that's about. But uh, you know what? Whatever. That's all I have to say. <laughs> that's all I, ha- I just, I've always wondered about it. Don't you get cold, Mystique? Should you put a sweater on? At least a jumper? Her skin is a sweater. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, how does she shape, like, can, like, she just, like, shape shift into somebody that's wearing more clothes and then she instantly has enough clothes for like the winter like could she just keep shape shifting and like a dude with a jacket and then give a jacket and then shape shift into a dude with a jacket <laughs> and just keep giving jackets jacket would be a part of her yeah can she take off the yeah she's just cold can't... under the jacket it's not even a jacket it's just her skin all yeah. moved in a different so does she ever have to wear clothes then? So she That's can't, but she can't take off the clothes that she shapeshifts into. Do we ever see her in a cold? Do we ever see her in a cold environment? Not really. Not they're like, no, we don't want to see. They're like, nah, don't show him Mystique nipping out. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to her. All right, well, Mystique, yeah. good pick. Thanks. Matt, you're next. All right, for my last pick, I can go a few different directions here, but you can. But what way are you gonna go? Which way will I go? That's the question. All right, I'm going to go with uh, fourth round. We're going to have a little bit of fun. I'm going to go with Arnim Zola. I'm going to go with our good old pal Zola. So I choose Zola in the fourth round simply because he's fascinating. If you think about his longevity and his quest for immortality, both in the comics as well as in the MCU. Right, he's part of Hydra. He gets recruited there. He's one of the first like human genetic engineers, so to speak, under Hydra, where they're they're doing all sorts of human experimentation. They're talking about cloning. They're talking about things that involve Infinity Stones. You're talking about all sorts of crazy mystical stuff that he's aware to, and he's like a, a, a madman, super genius. He kind of flies on the radar because Red Skull gets all you know all the shine because again he's Red Skull, but. Zola's got the staying power, all right? Zola's the guy that's manipulating things behind the scenes that are impacting future events. He's the one responsible for 
fundamentally dismantling shield as like an institution with integrity and actually supplementing hydra in its place up to the upper levels right and on top of that he was smart enough to know that his physical form will die out and to transfer his consciousness onto like rudimentary computers and then in the comics he takes that a step further he, he like every anytime his like robot body dies transfers on over to another computer mind and he just keeps on going and going and going and going and going and he's just always kind of a, uh, a mastermind when you're talking about uh, Captain America in particular, but keeping that Hydra spirit alive, a guy that's kind of the puppet master behind the scenes. You don't even know he's doing what he's doing. Zola is a compelling villain, without a doubt. Every good villain team, you need the mastermind. Zola will be your mastermind. So there you go. Yeah, I feel like he like helped like Red Skull get most of his technological advances. Like That's how like he upped like his warfare. Oh, Red like, Skull is kind of an idiot. He oh, needed yeah, Zola. Like, <laughs> like all, all he was was a failed attempt he's, he's at brute force. Captain, that's all he yeah, is. Captain America. Yeah, and like he he and and like just like this overall like leader. Like he's not a bad leader. No, like he most definitely has a compelling figure. Like to like sell like like Hydra. Like I mean, he yeah. must embody like that's how he got a Hydra army. But like yeah, Zola most definitely is. He's a master. The man behind the scenes. He's an evil super genius. For Red Skull's evil schemes. I wonder if Zola was controversial when he came out, like, in Marvel, because the U.S. definitely recruited Nazis. Oh, Operation Paperclip and all that? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I just wonder about that. Oh, yeah. Well, so think about the Marvel Universe. So much of it, especially, like, the Earth-based... Marvel Universe, so much of it is tied to Captain America and the Super Soldier, like the Super Soldier Serum. Like the Hulk, he's a product of a different variation of the Super Soldier Serum. Green Goblin. Like Green Goblin is the same. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man is the same. Like Despite, yeah. the, the Winter Soldier, like all of these guys have, di- like Wolverine. Wolverine yep. is also the same. Deadpool, yeah. like these weapon, guys. All the weapon. Uh, all the weapon programs. Yeah. Wow. Like, unless you're a mutant, anyone that's kind of manufactured is has some variation, some offshoot of an attempt at the super soldier serum that made Captain America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was, like, so old. Like, he was, like, America's first, like, man-made superhero. And that was, and his was the only, like, perfect formula. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where it just, like, didn't make him go mad. It didn't make him... Have a red skull. Yeah, yeah, he didn't go aggro on it. That's why you write that shit down. All right, so you got Zola. Zola. Last pick for me. And you know what? Let me hit you with a little history on this pick. Right? So back back before this villain was introduced, in comics, the hero was always successful. Always got the girl. Always saved everyone. There was never any issues. Just a storybook ending. At the end, just feel good. Dr. Feel Good. But then in 1973, issue 121 and 122 of Spider-Man, Green Goblin is introduced. And Green Goblin leads to the first character death in a superhero comic, Gwen Stacy dying in the final fight between Green Goblin and Spider-Man. Like, before Green Goblin's introduced, comic books don't have consequences. Like, you can write in just like, ooh, this dramatic arc, oh, the climax... But the superhero always wins. This was the first time the superhero didn't win. That's all great. Like, that's Green Goblin. Not to mention, like, Norman Osborn, that dude is a G. Another super smart villain. Someone who controls a lot, like, a lot with his mind. He's not just Green Goblin. He's also the Iron Patriot. Mm -hmm. Like, he's a different variation of America's Iron Man. 
when they create the Thunderbolts and the Dark Avengers. Like, he's a mastermind. He's a G. Like, he has to be drafted. The fact that I got him fourth round, Matt, to quote you, that's a value pick. You're welcome. That is a value <laughs> yeah, that, pick. That's that is a huge, actually huge value pick. And, I mean, I just think that he, Norman Osborn, is also just, like, a villain in himself as, like, Harry Osborn's dad. Like, he instant, like he knows Peter. Like, he, he knows probably, like, I mean, he probably knows what food Peter likes. Like, he, I mean, that's his son's best friend. Like, yeah. yes, he's, like, this businessman, but it's, like, talking about knowing the complete, like, alter ego of Spider-Man. Like, that's bad news. Right. That's bad news. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to know a lot about you. He's going to know who you care about. He's going to instantly go to those people if he needs to get to you. I mean, in the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, I remember that scaring me as a kid when Green Goblin ripped Aunt May like out of like oh, that yeah. building. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh my God, <laughs> there's this scary green man ripping this old lady. And even though that suit was a little cheese ball. Oh, dude, he was scary. But, but the yes, but that was a great depiction. Oh. Earlier when we were talking about bad depictions, no one even no. mentioned. No, because, because was great. Will, Willem, Willem Dafoe, Dafoe as Green it. Goblin, like... He's not. He's he's nasty he's in charismatic. the comics. Yeah. He's great in the cartoon, in the animated series. Yep. Um, he's great in the movies, and they're gonna make Norman Osborn again in the MCU, and he'll be great. So I feel like last pick of the draft, great, great Goblin, Norm, yeah, yeah. Norman Osborn, ultimate Spider-Man villain. Seriously, and see, and, I, and Matt and I always we've probably said it in this podcast a bunch. Like both of our favorite guys, both of our favorite mm-hmm. comics, Spider-Man all day. Spider-Man's legit. Yeah. All right, well, Chase, you got to make your case first. How you feeling? Pretty good. I like, my, <laughs> I like my picks. I like I like my characters a lot individually. Oh yeah, and you, as a team. So you ready to you ready to make your case? Uh, yeah. All right. All right. My first pick was Magneto, uh, best friend to Charles Xavier. I think he's an ultimate villain. Controls all of metal. You know, Holocaust survivor. I mean, he's been through it all. But I just think that he you know, is torn between defending his people, you know, the mutants, and helping them, like, empower themselves, like, not to be, like, undermined by humans and to be, like, just, like, I don't know, feel powerful and, like, feel that, like, them being a mutant is something special. Um, And he's just a really good villain. Uh, Venom, the complete opposite of Spider-Man. I mean, he was bonded with Spider-Man, so he knows Peter Parker. He knows his mind. He knows how he works. Um, he knows like all his fighting styles because he was once a part of Spider-Man and now he is now part of Eddie Brock and that dual like hate for Spider-Man I think is something very evil and something very interesting when it comes to villainry in Marvel. And then you have Ultron, Ultron known for killing the entire Avengers. I think that's, you know, pretty ultimate. I mean, pretty evil, uh, also very dark, um, very evil. Villain, I mean, he's made of vibranium and just an absolute badass. And then Loki, uh, Thor's brother, I think he's one of the coolest villains. I mean, he's an absolute, like, comic when it comes to, like, his fighting style and, like, how he likes to, you know, be the trickster that he is, defeating Thor and messing with Thor. And I think that he's just a very interesting character and a great villain. Nice. Dylan. You're up. You ready to make a case? Yeah. Got a nice oddball bunch that I love. I've got Malekith, kind of foe of Thor slash, at certain points, Odin, right? Leader of the Dark Elves. Absolute psychopath. Um, laughs in the face of killing and slaughtering innocents uh, and then makes jokes about it. Um, really fun in the comics. 
Doc Ock, classic Spider-Man villain. Um, and also special because of his relationship with Peter, right? Pulls at the heartstrings a little bit. And I like a good kind of tragic backstory, um, which Doc Ock has. Also, his powers are awesome with the arms. Galactus, kind of a uh, cosmic level villain um, as far as Marvel Universe is concerned. Super badass, consumes worlds to live. Um, actually needs that. Uh, you know, uh, buddy, could you maybe consume some worlds that are already dead? You know, I guess that's what he was doing with Earth in that one comic. Anyway, uh, love Galactus, and he's larger than life, and I think that's so cool the way he's been depicted. Um, and finally, Mystique, that covert ops mutant from the X-Men series. Uh, number two to Magneto also has led, uh, the mutant brotherhood, um, <clears throat> and, and her, in her own right, an incredible warrior. So that's my team. The finish left some to be desired, but viewers, listeners, y'all can decide on that. Damn. <laughs> I know. I'm just joking. Matt, go for it. All right. You're up. So to recap my team, I've got Apocalypse, Hella, Ego, and Arnin Zola. Start off with Apocalypse. He's the original mutant. He is the one at the beginning who has that first mutant gene, and he has the most badass mutant abilities of all, which is Mr. Steal Your Powers. He will literally steal your powers. And on top of that, he's got a ride-or-die gang and the horsemen who are ready to protect him at all costs. And on top of that, he's a genocidal madman who believes that only mutants should rule the Earth. I mean, this guy is crazy powerful and overall crazy. On top of that, I also got Hela, the goddess of death. All right, one of the most powerful beings in Asgard. All right, she's got a, a, a literal, like, situation where she's all cool with death and can raise an army of the dead if she wanted to. It took the destruction of Asgard entirely to stop her. All right, she's incredibly powerful, and she will come and wreck you. Then I also got Ego, the living planet, a guy who's charismatically a douche. But, man, is it kind of entertaining. And he is also a crazy celestial being who's incredibly powerful, who's hell-bent on just making the entire universe himself. That's his whole objective. Right? He doesn't necessarily want to destroy everything, but he just wants to reshape it in his image. Right? He's incredibly powerful. He can shape himself and reanimate himself into any living form. He literally plants himself all over the universe, and then he has children and kills all of his children who don't work out all to find the one that could help empower his objectives. And last but not least, Zola, incredibly powerful. Ran out of time. He's not really powerful. He's not really He's powerful. Smart. He's smart, yeah. You got three powerful guys and a smart guy. Yep. Does that make a good villain? Hopefully I have enough time to get into that. First up, I got Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom is Marvel Batman, but bad guy with magic powers. Think about that. He's so egotistical and so confident in his ability that he doesn't just go up against one, one guy. He goes up against a group of four. He's like, I'll one-up all four of you. He teams up with good guys so that he can advance his objectives, and he's always successful. This guy's a G. There's another villain called the Beyonder who's basically God. Like, he's omnipotent and omnipresent and all of that bullshit. Yo, Dr. Doom takes his power from him. Like, what's up, bitch? Like, give me that. Dr. Doom is a beast. Beast. I can't hit my horn in this segment, but yeah. Phoenix, 
Dark Phoenix. Let's go. Jean Grey, already the most powerful mutant on Earth. She can already make a raisin or a, gra- a squished grape out of anybody. Give her the Phoenix Force. Now we're talking like Thanos, you ain't got nothing. Galactus, your head's going to get squashed, brah. No one can stand up to Jean Grey. Dark Phoenix. So, yeah, you can wave your you can wave your hands, whatever. Dark Phoenix, clutch. We're talking just pure power, power. Red Hulk. Man, Red Hulk has all the powers of Hulk, except when Hulk gets angrier, he gets stronger. When Red Hulk gets angrier, he gets hotter. He emits literal heat. He becomes like a fireball. <laughs> yeah, he's like nuclear. Yeah, he's... Cr- Come on now, Red Hulk, Hulk, baby, yeah. but Red Thunderbolt Russ. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, get? he already has a great like military mind. Yes, he has a strategic wow. mind. Four star general. Let's yep. go, Green Goblin. First guy that introduces stakes into comics. <laughs> you don't have other people di- like people of consequence dying in comics without Green Goblin in that original arc in the Amazing Spider Man. So. You know what? Shout out to these other teams, but I'm just gonna say them shits is weak compared to mine, y'all. I'm just saying. He's just saying. I'm just saying. Balance. This team is balanced. All right, y'all. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode of Mount Draft War. Make sure you check out the Instagram Mount Draft More. Uh, vote there. Do vote, and then if you want to check back Friday or Saturday, and you can see how we voted, why we voted for who we voted for. You can do that, but we care most about your votes. If you want to check us out in the other places, you can. Uh, be on Twitter at Draftmore. Facebook, Mount Draftmore. Sweet. And again, Instagram, Mount Draftmore. Do it. Go there. Enjoy yourself. All that stuff. So thanks for listening. Have a great day, and we'll see you next week. Peace.